Hello to our dope village, Julie Fowdy, alongside Lynn Olzawi Wowie. Hi, Lynn. Hi there, Julie. I'm kind of sad because this is our final bonus episode for the World Cup, but we're saving a gem for our last one, the Brianna Scurry. We were a little crunched for time for this interview, but we packed as much as we could in. Uh, and you will hear she is so thoughtful so soulful and she was our goalkeeper if you don't know who she was she was our goalkeeper extraordinaire on the national team for many years uh of course was the one who made the big save in 1999 in the penalty kicks to help us win that and she also won two olympic gold medals won the 99 world cup as i just discussed she played college soccer at umass amherst she's also a member of the national soccer hall of fame she literally saved our little behinds so many times i lost count i often would just hug her and say thank you thank you so get comfortable listening it's brianna scurry Hey, thanks for tuning in. Today's podcast is supported by your financial ally, Ally Bank. Because if you're paying for a service, you want the best, right, Lynn? I agree, Julie. From hotels to restaurants to gyms, we research everything until we find the best of the best. Shouldn't we do the same with our banks? We tend to stay with whatever bank we've had forever, not questioning it, often putting up with subpar service and low rates. Ain't that the truth, but better is out there. Ally knows you deserve better, and their mission is to be just that. It's in the name. They're an ally for you. So with Ally, you'll get interest rates up to 20 times the national average and live customer care. And on average, this is an interesting fact, a sad fact. Women are paid 20% less than men and therefore have to be even smarter about where they put their money. Money means having options, options to start a business, buy a home, save for retirement. So things like interest and that 20 times the national average can really help when you do more with the money you have. When you call Ally, you can also chat with a real person 24-7, even on bank holidays and weekends. They won't try to confuse you with fancy jargon or surprise you with hidden fees. I can't stand those hidden fees. The team at Ally actually cares about you and your financial well-being. All right. So as women, I think money is something we don't talk about enough, and we should all be paying attention to our money and where we put it. It's called money mindfulness, party people. So go to ally.com to find out more. That's A-L-L-Y.com. Ally Bank, member FDIC. Kick back, relax, and unwind. Let's have a good time finding the joy in life. We're smiling so bright, talking and laughing combined. Feeling alright, get comfortable listening. It's laughter permitted. Hi, Brad, Brad. <laughs> and here we are again. I know you look I so feel cute. Like you guys are we my all neighbors. got our makeup. On. I know we never do actually makeup with podcasts, but right, right, we do have to sit on a panel after this. Yes, we do. So we have to panel it. We're paneling, and I'm wearing my hair down for the first time in probably like three years. How do you feel about that? I don't know. She did a really nice job, and she's why like, don't you wear it down? I, I it, my wife doesn't like it down. Really, she doesn't recognize me that way. She knows me with it back. Oh, whenever I try to have it down, kind of, she's like, mm, 
can you put it up? I'm like, okay, how about this? She's like, okay. That's you have to send her a picture. She's going to be like, damn, sister, wear I, that hair down I every know. day. She's going to be like, take the hour to put your hair like this every day. And I'll be like, well, that's mm-hmm. the problem. Maintenance. Maintenance. Yeah. I wear mine in a bun most of the time because. Maintenance. I don't want to spend an hour. That's an hour of my life I'll never get back every day. Every day. Exactly. Which is actually why I love podcasts. <laughs> I'm usually in a hat and a sweatshirt. <laughs> You and like you it. roll in and you're like, hey, what's up? Yeah, I'm ready to do I'd it. have to shower. Because I'd have to go through hair and makeup. All you need is my voice. I know. When I was sitting in that chair getting hair and makeup this morning, I was like, God, imagine mm-hmm. if I had to do this every eyelashes day. Eyelashes. Did you add eyelashes? Gloss. I think she she was poking my eyelashes. I think she added liner. A couple, a couple of things there. Did she add fake eyelashes? Because I always get that question and I'm not brave enough to do that yet. This time... I think I have to say yes. Yes! <laughs> can you, can you I tell? I can tell. No? That looks really good then. Yeah, she did a nice job. Really They're good. professionals up there. Mm-hmm. Can we set the scene as far as why you got hair and makeup, where we are, yeah. what we're doing, what brought, Dry. Oh, brought you're, everyone you're together? You're the one that shapes the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Lynn, Lynn keeps us. She's like the guardrails. Yes. <laughs> Julie, tell people what the hell you're doing. Please give it some context. <laughs> Brian, can you do that? Set the scene, please. I sure can. We are in New York today for New the, York for the ESPNW Summit, the first annual, I believe. Is that correct? First yeah. time in New York City. Yes, yes. It's I'm what excited. dreams are made of. It's all, the Big Apple. It's, it's just all an excuse so I can sing. Actually, I know. your singing is great. Have you been to a ESPNW Summit before? Did you ever come to the one in California? I did not. No, this is my first time. Oh, so what happens at the summit? Stays at the summit. Got it. They're very fun. <laughs> I bet they fun. are very fun yeah. after the sun goes down, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, while the sun is up too. Who needs to wait? Who till needs nighttime? the sun? What do you do? Whatever we want. <laughs> um, yeah, so we actually are going to sit on a panel talking about the 99ers. Yes. We're actually doing a live podcast from the summit today, Bri. Oh, I hope hey. you stay for. Are you leaving? What? Oh, your I'm flight's leaving. at 2. My so flight's at 2. I have a thing in Chicago. So right. I've got to go, but I would love to. What do you got in Chicago, love- sister? I'm actually throwing out the first pitch at the Cubs game tomorrow. Shut because up. tomorrow is 5 9, the women's national team nike jersey unveiling is tomorrow and apparently they're doing these things all over the country and i'm doing the chicago cubs game that's related to the jersey unveiling Somehow. so may 9th is the jersey unveiling yes you're throwing out the first pitch at the cubs game that's so cool are you nervous a little do not bounce it. do not sister. bounce it i know right whip it whip it in there if you throw it high and wide no worries right do not bounce yeah I get got it. it across the i got plate. it yes. go high yes go high You'd if you fun. got it <laughs> that's rad yeah i'm excited about it it's my third um first pitch of the career oh, look at you hot stuff <laughs> never thrown one thanks i'm a thrower you know Shoot. even though i'm a soccer player i used to throw a lot of stuff you know that's your third mm-hmm. first pitch yeah Brianna Scurry, ladies and gentlemen, so picture be a in her life. Yeah. What are the other two? Um, so when I lived in L- L.A. area, the San Francisco Giants adopted me. So that was early 2000. I did that. Wait, in 2001. Time out. You lived in L.A., but the San Francisco Giants adopted you. Is they that adopted me. Yes, as if I were a California Olympian. 
they adopted me there. Um, I lived in California a long time as well. I Never know. adopted I by know. the Giants. You were born snakes. and raised and everything, and yeah. they just yeah, adopted no. me. No, and they, they wanted me to throw out the No pitch. adoption for so me. So I did it. <laughs> <laughs> they took a real liking to me. I don't know. I can't explain it. <laughs> Lynn's laughing awfully hard over there. And then the Minnesota Twins, which makes a lot of sense because I'm from Minnesota. Yeah. 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 Maybe the Minnesota Twins will adopt me. <laughs> yes, they will. <laughs> Born and raised in California. Got a lot of teams around me. Never been adopted. Actually, I don't watch a lot of baseball. I don't care. See? So I don't care. (laughs) All right. You know you want to. (laughs) For our listeners, tell, tell them what you've been, you've been doing. What, what do you, what did you make of yourself, Brian? What did I make of myself? Well, right now I'm doing a lot of public speaking. Um, I do a lot of advocacy for concussions because that's what, Unfortunately, ended my career, but I've turned that horrible incident around and uh, done some advocacy and helped a lot of people uh, with their concussion issues. And, and I think I've done well with making more people aware of how bad mm-hmm. it can be. Mm-hmm. Um, not trying to freak people out about soccer and not playing, but I'm just trying to make people more safe and mm-hmm. more aware about mm-hmm. the dangers of, of concussions. So that's been something I've been passionate about and doing a lot of public speaking with corporations and and colleges. And I was just in Massachusetts last week um, doing uh, an event uh, for a leadership group they have at UMass Lowell, which is a really cool um, concept. And so where you went to college. UMass well, Amherst, UMass, sorry, yeah, yeah, Amherst, the same. It's the same school system, mm-hmm. UMass school system. So it's been it's been good. I'm trying to give back as best I can in that way, but I think I'm going to do a pivot very soon. Oh, we'll really? See. Yes. Oh, let's yes. talk pivots. <laughs> let's hear it. So I've been doing a lot of stuff with the public speaking, and I tried coaching, and I love soccer, and I think it's amazing, and i really appreciative about what it's done for my career and my life and where it's taken me, but I think I, I'm looking to do something more entrepreneurial that's probably not in soccer, but I'm not quite sure what it is yet, but it's it's coming soon. So, not in soccer, though. Not in soccer. Entrepreneurial. Yes. Come on. Yes. Don't like dangle the carrot like that. <laughs> when I leave me well, on the edge. How about, I see? This? how about we do this? I will I will come back to you as soon as I as I figure it out and we can talk about it. Like you're starting a business? Yes. Ooh. Yes. I'm not sure what I'm gonna do yet, but we'll see. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Brianna Scurry. <laughs> business tycoon. <laughs> Mogul. Yes. <laughs> Giant. Giant. Captain of industry. Something like that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's the thing uh, I love about this group when I think about all, all the different teammates is all the different pivots yeah. people have taken. Yeah. You, you, which you I think is. To. I think I, I feel I was just talking about this the other day at my speech about how amazing um, our team was when we played soccer, but how amazing we are still all of us. Like mm-hmm. we're doing a lot of impact work mm-hmm. um, in a lot of different ways. Some of us are coaching, you know, uh, college ranks. Some of us are coaching, you know, youth kids. Some of us are doing stuff completely, you know, off the coaching grid. Like you, you're doing your outreach. You're doing ESPN. You're doing broadcasting. You know, Allie Wagner is doing stuff. Like it's um, a real impact that we're still having, um, but in a different way. Mm-hmm. And and I think it's really cool because it says a lot about about that group of of players and just people who play on the national team in general. 
the sisterhood and, and the women that play um, go on to do amazing things in life afterwards. Impact is a word I've heard you use a lot around the 99ers. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. What do you think the impact was of that group? Ooh, you know, I really, it's not until lately where I've really sat down and thought about it. Um, the more I get asked about it, the more I I think about it. So it's not just soccer. And it wasn't just women's sports in this country. It was, it, it literally changed the way people saw women all over the world, I feel. Like we were able to do something in our little three-week period playing soccer in a, on a big stage, granted. But I think we changed the perceptions of of people not just in this country but in other countries and that is is literally like a paradigm shift that's mm-hmm. not just oh well you know women are seen as more powerful now or women you know let's play some more soccer it was literally a shift in the way people saw women mm-hmm. um in this world and i was doing an event the event in lowell i just said and and a gentleman there is doing like an oral history of the things that have changed since 99 mm-hmm. and Jeffrey he Harrison. yeah mm-hmm. and he had all of these different um national team governing bodies that have done stuff in in honor or in inspiration from us and it was different countries like six or seven different countries hmm. and i, I was seen like that. I, yeah and i hadn't seen it before and he had these articles about all these teams that are doing different things not just in soccer all over the world and referencing our team in their fight and their journey mm-hmm. and that's i was like wow i never you know i kind of knew you hear about that you're like oh but they actually were saying you know we we thought of them we were inspired by them we we decided it was our turn you know to make change and and to push and and whatnot and that's something that i don't think anybody could have expected um and that's impact if if you ask me mm-hmm. i love all the stories too mm-hmm. of where people were or what they were doing or yeah. Uh, when you talk about impacts, C- yeah. because I've heard you tell the story before of, you know, a, a guy who comes up to you. I mean, yeah. tell that story real quick. Yeah. Um, so, that, that's so good. So I'm in an airport, I believe. Yeah. Airport, just traveling. And a gentleman, you know, mid late fifties <clears throat> comes up to me and he says, are you Brian Scurry? I said, yeah. He's like, I just want to say thank you to you. And he's like, I saw your, your women's world cup final and he's like, I didn't know anything about soccer. He's like, to tell you the truth, to be completely honest, I, I didn't even like women's sports. I had nothing to do with it. Never watched it. But he said, I watched you guys. And I was like, literally like shaking. And so in, in, enthralled in it. And, mm. and everybody in the bar was just glued to the TV. Like, it was so weird. He said, it, it, we were all like chatting and talking. And then all of, you know, at the last 20 minutes of the of the final, he's like, we were all like, like riveted to the TV and he's like this all like 50 60 year old men that probably never watched a women's sport in their life <laughs> he's like and, and then you could I could just see in his face like he was back there you know mm-hmm. and he wanted to tell me and for me that was important and, and, and huge because most of the time when people talk about where they were when something happens it's usually something bad right you know, yeah. you know, nine uh, eleven shuttle, nine yeah. eleven space shuttle exploding. Mm-hmm. You know, president getting shot or something mm-hmm. like that, right? And and this was a, something that was really positive. He was astonished about how he felt about it, mm-hmm. and he's like, I, 
he's like, I just want to say thank you. He's mm. like, that was really amazing. He's like, it, it changed the way I, I looked at my daughters. Oh, you know, and and that's like yeah. that kind of stuff, and that's world changing mm-hmm. because that changed his world. You know what I mean? And then therefore it changed the worlds of his daughters too. Mm-hmm. And so when people ask me about, you know, you know, what are you trying to do and impact? I'm like, I can change the world one person at a time. Amen. You know, and we've done that. And so can your voice. <laughs> My God, I'm so mesmerized by it. It's so soothing. Did you notice that? Except when we were you playing. Were, yeah. <laughs> it was not like that when we were playing. Daddy, get your ass Jack! back. And play some defense. Central! <laughs> it's so mesmerizing. <laughs> I was like, yes, keep talking, Brad. <laughs> One time, this couple came up to me and said, we have to tell you this story about our wedding. We were getting married the day of the final, July 10th, 1999, and the wedding was to start, but the PKs were happening. Oh and so we said, we are not starting the wedding mm-hmm. we were del- and, and literally everyone's in the church ready to go oh and they God. would not walk down the aisle they stayed and watched the pks <laughs> <laughs> and saw us win it and then they walked down oh the aisle. my god they're all smiles yeah. and giddy and, that's and awesome they said all their friends and family knew that they were delayed wow. because of the pks and they they wow. all cheered and celebrated with us at their wedding which i thought was so great that's amazing um how, how many people come up to you and say Oh my gosh, this is where I was when you saved that penalty kick. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot more lately, because I think, you know, whenever the Women's World Cup starts to start again, every four years, you know, we get a lot more action on that and a lot more visibility for women's soccer. And then whenever people see me, they're like, look at me like, are you, is that, are you that girl? You look familiar. Are you that Mia Hayes? Are you that girl? She, and one guy was like, I know you from soccer. Yes! <laughs> soccer! Oh my gosh, you're amazing. It's so cute. Um, and when people don't know me at first, and then they hear about what we've done and who I am, and then all of a sudden they change. Mm-hmm. And they want to tell me stuff. And about that wanna, moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they just really... It's like they... It's like... um an excitement they they feel compelled to share it with me and with with i think with what we've done it really makes them feel almost like a uh like a, a connection but like a a feeling of um like inspiration mm-hmm. that they probably don't have that much in their lives mm-hmm. but they had it then mm-hmm. and they just want to tell me how they mm-hmm. felt about it well, that moment when you make the save and then you fist pump. I know. In the 99ers. <laughs> every time I see that, I go, I get like teary. Mm-hmm. I start, that, that's like the one moment where I start to lose it. Yeah. I, I was, that for me, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> you reaction Yeah. And so I just, ro- I just off. roared <laughs> basically and pumped my fist and I was just like, yeah, I mean, I like, it was like everything in my body. I just felt it just now just like exploded. And there's, um, so I've been honored to be in the, um, National African American Museum. Mm-hmm. Um, huge honor. I couldn't even, I don't even imagine, um, I couldn't imagine how I got in there, but I guess I must have been doing some good stuff. 
I, I think I can imagine how I you was got in star- there, I, I, It was real humbling for me to be asked to be in there. But they have the, the, the picture they've used is the one right when I roll up. And my first, ah, and my mouth is just... And every little, like, every nerve ending is just, ah, and I was like, oh, my God, that's the picture. It's the one. It's the one. And I just was like, that's pure, like, raw. unadulterated. Yeah. yeah, raw, you know? And I, I, people are like, how did you feel? I'm like, whatever your best feeling you've ever had times a thousand, that's what it felt like. Yeah. Because all those years, Jules, of us fighting and, and going for it and trying to make a difference and growing our game and training and and all that stuff and i knew like right then i had done my part which Mm -hmm. was to make you know make my save everybody else's role was to make their kick now brandy do yours yes exactly right and then you know the stage is set for us to do it in dramatic fashion and i was just so like just all that stuff inside of me um just came out right then you should just carry that picture around (laughs) i agree and then when they say how did that feel you just be like here this yeah. show your phone yeah. this is how it feels it does it does uh is it true that you didn't ever watch the penalty kicks that we took that's true you turn your back yes. to them every single every single one so my mo yeah was i got my job to do my job was to save one they're going to do their jobs and i didn't want to distract myself with whether somebody missed or whether, you know, Gao got close to one or anything like that. I didn't want to have any of that in my mind. My only focus was what I was going to do. So I literally like sit at the tip of the, of the box and have my back towards the kicker. Mm. And I knew what happened based on the, on the crowd response. On the roar. Mm-hmm. So when Brandy walks up there mm-hmm. for the fifth penalty, mm-hmm. Did you want to peek? No. Nope. Like turn your head nope, a little nope. bit? Nope. Oh, I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> I was like, listen, B. <laughs> you get this shit done right now. Handle it. Handle it. I made the save. I actually, do you see me? I had my, I was kneeling away. And if you look at the footage, she takes her kick and then it pans to me. And I'm actually still kneeled down. Because once I heard the crowd noise, I knew we'd won. Mm. And that's when it was just like the the wash of relief mm. came over stayed, me. I stayed, stayed there. And then somebody came and like got me up. I just stayed there kneeling. I was so slow. I was, I just wanted to be the first <laughs> off the line. Because I was like, I don't want to be last. Right. And then Aaron Heifetz with this gold vest gets in the way. I'm like, out of the circle, man. I don't want to be last. I love Hyphens' vest. Every time I see that, I'm like, here comes Hyphens. Every video, that gold vest. He's he's never run so fast. I was next after Brandy, of course. Yes. I should have been number five, I learned later. I could have been number five. What's the story there, Jules? (sighs) I want to hear it from you. I have a website. I'm not sure what it is. It could have been a star.com. I swear to God, I did not know that I had been number five. And Tony was like, no, take her. Lauren Gray, our assistant coach, had made the list Uh because Brandy's ankle had been bothering her or she had missed against Gao right. Hong, the, the Chinese keeper, right-footed. Mm-hmm. For non-soccer people, can you explain what number five means? Oh. Uh, the So you take five penalty kicks at the end of overtime if it's still tied. And so we're in the World Cup final and they list your one through five. And so the coaches usually list. And so Lauren Gregg, our assistant coach, took her list to Tony DiCicco and I was the fifth kicker on her list. 
not Brandy, because Brandy had missed prior to Gao Hong, and Lauren thought that Gao Hong was kind of in Brandy's head. Who is? The goalkeeper for the Chinese national team. And so... It was only a few months before, too. It was March of that year, I think. Yeah. Had blocked one of Brandy's kicks. Yeah. Right. Okay. She kind of, like, stares you down when you walk up, and she kind of plays these head games, this Chinese keeper. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so (laughs) he says... Scratch off, Fowdy. So I, I only know this because at a dinner with ESPN years later, he's telling the story across the table from me at this huge dinner. And we've been, you know, having wine and laughing. And all of a sudden he's telling the story. And I was like, and I could hear him out of the corner of my ear. I was yeah. like, wait, what? What did you just say? I was number five. I could have been a star. I could have been a star.com. <laughs> I could have gotten naked. He goes, you don't know that story? I was like, I do not know that story. I could have been number five. He goes, yeah, I told I told Lauren, scratch, Rowdy. Ask Brandy if she'll take it with her left foot. So he asked Brandy to take it with her foot she doesn't even kick with over me. That's how much confidence he had in me. But Lauren Have her confidence. take it with a foot she never uses as the number five kicker that's going to win the World Cup for us. Thanks. Because I'd rather have that than Julie. So I was oh. number six, waiting on that line, going, Ooh. "Please, God, <laughs> just take this." So if Brandy had missed, would you have taken a penalty oh, kick? Oh yeah, I would have won it too. She would have because I would have saved the night, and I would not have taken my shirt <laughs> off, and it would have been much less dramatic. It's better the way history has it. It is. I agree. No one wants to see this gut. That's for sure. Anyways. Um, yeah, I didn't know about that till later. But um, I, I, and I, 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 I just either. remembered someone talking, you talking about that, how you never watched the penalty kicks. And yeah. I had never noticed that because mm-hmm. you're so locked in on the kicker right. that you had your back, t- even down Brandy's. Mm-hmm. Can that speak to the mentality of a goalie? How is it different from what the position players are doing on the field? What's your role as a goalie besides right. just stopping goals? Well, for me, I knew that I had to make my one save. And... I had complete confidence that everybody was going to make their kicks. So I know as as you watch, you know, when you're at the midpoint waiting and watching everybody else take their kicks, the field players, you guys are all very much involved in the whole process of everything, which is interesting to me because if you had to do a kick, if I were a field player, I probably wouldn't watch either because I need to focus on what I need to do. And if I made my kick, then maybe I would watch. But I would try to narrow the stimulus and the events coming into my mind because I don't want to disrupt the task at hand, which is the most important thing, which is making my kick or saving my kick. So I like to completely isolate. And I feel like when I isolate, then I can I can focus my energy in a way that um, you, you can't do when you have external distraction. It's almost like your emotions would have... Right, been on a bit of I a did, roller I coaster. Want to be, I wanted to be exactly where I wanted them, in a in a small, like little tight, narrow ball, so that when I got into the goal, I could spring. That was how I saw it in my mind. Like I would bring the power to the to the center, and then as I was about to get ready to make a save, I'd release it, and then I bring it back and release it. But if I have all this distraction, then it's all over the place, and I can't bring it to the middle. Well, there's something to be said about the idea of really zoning in on the task that right. you have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's for me, that's what always has worked for. I'm not saying that's the case for all goalkeepers. I mean, some, you know, don't, don't ha- mind that don't mind the distraction. But for me, in order to have my absolute like focus and my absolute, like just most powerful focus, I have to have 
like less distraction. There's a self-awareness <laughs> there where you knew what you needed to do. I did. So, for example, another example is Julie's IPZ, which is what you do before the game starts in the locker room. Mm-hmm. What did that stand for again? Um, ideal Performance Zone. Yeah. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. I, I said that once and Mia corrected me, so I hope that's correct. I, either ideal or inter. Interperformance. Inter. Or ideal. But hers was From Colleen Hacker. Yes, yours was goofing around, like singing, you know, f- having fun with people, like a butterfly, like fl- fluttering around. That's how you got Super your energy. Focused. Yeah, well, that's how you <laughs> how you channeled your energy. That was mine. Mine was headphones on. People knew not to even bother me. Right? Yeah. Oh, I used to in the beginning. You used to try. And I'd be like, don't mess with her eyes. <laughs> I'd be like, right, you're bringing me down. Let's go. Let's I'd, go. I'd shoot a glance She's at like, her. Locked at, locked in. She'd just give me the stank eye. Well, what's interesting working with Julie is she's the same way today. We can do an interview where she can go and talk in front of a thousand people. And up until the moment she goes and does it, she can be a social butterfly yep. talking with, with, a, with anyone. But as soon as she has to be on... She can go I lock in. Yeah, you do. You lock in, <laughs> and it, it actually lock in. in working with you. I realize I I'm not like that. I can relate mm-hmm. more to what you're saying, and it's a self awareness to is. take care of yourself right. in that mm-hmm. moment to perform. Right. Like if, if if Jules tried to be quiet and locked down, it probably wouldn't work for her because that's just not the way she's wired to L- do it. Lil used to say to me, "What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> you're awfully focused." <laughs> What's going on? I'd be like, God, I know. I don't know. There's something wrong. Something is wrong with me. And she would say that before games. Yeah. She'd be like, you're being awfully serious. Yeah, too serious. (laughs) But, you know, you respect other, you learn that, you okay, like, this is their way of preparing for a game, and I'm going to respect that. And then I can find the people that will dance with me and be a goofball. And Because if I thought too much about something. Right. There it is. It was paralysis by analysis. So that's my way of not overthinking. Right. Because if I overthink, then I start to doubt, and then I go into that spiral, and it's in the middle of a game, and I'm, you know, going, oh my God, I don't feel well. Why don't I feel well? I feel like I have a hole in my heart. And so you start to go into that spiral. So I realize, like, the less I think and just play and just react and make it instinctive, the better I am. So it's essentially the exact opposite. Mm -hmm. We're the exact opposites. Isn't that funny? Yeah, isn't that funny? Yeah. It's interesting. But it works, right? It does. Because you realize what you had to do and Mm -hmm. I knew what I had to do. Mm -hmm. And to honor that. Yeah, exactly. And not say, Brad, you're bringing me down. (laughs) I always knew that about you, Jules, so whenever you'd come over to me, she'd be like, like, God, here she comes. (laughs) Here, here she, comes. she comes. She'll be gone. Okay. I'm back here. <laughs> Just nodded her. Yep. It's like it's a little kid. Like it's, okay. it's like a puppy. <laughs> Play with it for a little bit. Kick her out. Here here's comes the puppy. Here's a, here's a toy. <laughs> Give her the squeaky toy. <laughs> Throw a bone. Let's talk about the concussion. Okay. Because I had no idea as a teammate, I'm embarrassed to admit, how much you were dealing with that. Yeah. And I know that was at the end of your career as well. Right. When, when you say you had to retire from your career, but I remember you talking about it one day years after we had retired. Mm-hmm. And I said, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I had no idea that you were going through all this. Yeah. What was it when you, when people think of concussion, I don't think they understand the ramifications right. 
and that all and all that you have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So can you give some perspective on how hard it is? Sure. So in my particular case, this happened playing club ball. So I'd already retired from international. So I'd retired from the national team in 2008, and this happened in 2010 when I was with the Washington Freedom. And essentially, it was a seemingly innocent play. Um, I got a knee to the side of my head. The ball was low, and the forward was trying to, to nip in front with the toe and kneed me in the side of my head with her knee. I think part of the reason why it was so bad is because I didn't see her and I wasn't prepared. Like, usually when you have a concussion, you can see something coming. You can brace. You can get ready. In this particular instance, I didn't see her. So she hit me in, in, my, in my side of my head, too, which is a bad place to get hit, obviously. Mm-hmm. Essentially, what happened was the symptoms came. I had a basket of symptoms. I had headaches. I had insomnia. I had um, depression. And I essentially, like, basically slid off the grid. Um, the good news was I was 38 and not 18. Um, and I had a great career beforehand. I slid off the grid. So basically what happened was I withdrew into myself. And I was very quiet and tight-lipped initially about how bad it was getting for me. Mm-hmm. Initially, in the beginning, I was talking to my coaches and my doctors, trying to get some help, trying to get recovered. But then it... So many people were telling me, oh, it's not going to get any better. This is, your shoes should be better by now. You look fine, all that kind of stuff. And I kind of withdrew into myself. So I was basically in the wilderness is what I called it. Mm. It's a detachment. Like if you, if you consider, um, think of yourself as like connected to everyone around you. Like you have your friends, you have your family, you have other people, you feel energy from them. Having a concussion is almost like you got unplugged from everybody. And so your perception of everything changes because when your head isn't right, when you have a concussion, everything is, is affected. Mm. So it's a very different from an injury of your knee or your ankle. So I felt withdrawn emotionally and then I also had the physical symptoms. So over time, my depression got heavier mm. and my headaches got worse and you just essentially slide into this area where... You don't know who you are or if you're ever going to get back to where you were. And I was depressed. I was suicidal. It was really bad. And I wasn't really willing to talk to people about how deep in the hole I was. People knew I had issues, but I really wasn't talking about it. And I essentially disappeared. Did you know it was concussion related? or You did? I did, no. But you still... Slid. Slid. You didn't Mm -hmm. want to talk about it. No, no. It was hard... When you're in it, mm. you can talk about it to a certain point, but because you're still in it, it's very scary. Mm-hmm. And I think it's part of the reason why I was so um, animated about my advocacy. And I'm very honest about how bad it got for me because I want people to know that it's okay to talk about how bad it gets, about your anxiety, about your panic, about your 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 like literally crippling depression at times because you have these headaches and you have these symptoms that make you feel like you're somebody else. Mm. And it's very difficult to see a way back. It's almost like you've been separated from who you are and you're trying to climb back up to that person. And if you don't get the symptoms and the issues taken care of by a specialist then you're going to always be a little bit less of who you are. 
And so for me, because it went on and on, I tried to get help, and I had a lot of issues with the insurance company. That's why it took so long for me to get my help. I was always looking to get more help, looking to get a better doctor, looking to get Mm -hmm. a remedy for some relief. And I actually ended up going to court, um, uh, Maryland Commission, Sports Commission, six times against Mm -hmm. the insurance company for second opinions, for, mm. you know, treatment, for, it ended up with a surgery. Essentially, I had occipital nerve damage. So when she hit me on the right side of my head, it damaged the nerves behind my left and my right ear, especially my left ear where all the headaches emanated from. And because of that hit, my nerves were damaged and they dug, went in there and dug them out. And they were like all matted together and and squished together like a 65-year-old man's nerves would look. And I was only 30, 39 at the time. So that Mm -hmm. was the cause of my headaches. And then I had another year of therapy after that. So it took took over a year to climb out. Well, and the hard thing is with concussion is you... You don't see it. It's not a broken arm. Exactly. There's no brace. There's no cast. Mm-hmm. You look fine. You look fine. Mm-hmm. Go back. You're good. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, those are all the things that people hear. Right. And it's hard to explain the what's wrong with you, right? It's like, I just don't feel right. I just, I'm, mm-hmm. for, in particular for, for kids and for parents, it's really hard because a child has a hard time explaining how they're different. Mm-hmm. And the key that I tell parents all the time is, has your child changed their habits? Things that used to make them happy, are they are they social? Were they like mm-hmm. outgoing? And now they're a little bit withdrawn? Are they a little bit, you know, quiet? Are they not so engaged in family? Mm-hmm. And that's not them. It's the hit. It's the concussion mm-hmm. that's doing it. Gosh. You know, and you have to help guide them back. Yeah. Thank you for doing that work. Yeah. It doesn't get talked about enough. That's why I wanted to ask you about it because it, it is such a hidden issue, mm-hmm. especially for women. All right. Most pressing questions, Bri. Okay. Favorite guilty pleasure. <laughs> yes. Um, Justin's white chocolate peanut butter cups. Wait, that's very specific. So good. Say that again. Justin's white chocolate peanut butter cups. If you've never had one, you should try. Lynn is nodding her head in agreement. So I love good. the dark chocolate one. Justin's peanut butter cups mm-hmm. is so good. You have to try it. You love donuts, but if you ever get a chance, Justin's. Good stuff. I haven't had that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You haven't touched the donuts, I noticed. I know. Really <laughs> Come on, Brian. I'm sorry. I'll take one to go. <laughs> we asked this to, to Brandy and Lil. Who would play you if a movie of the 99ers was made? Ooh, okay. I have a interesting answer. One of the amazing warrior women in the movie Black Panther. Oh. Somebody like that. Not not the not the sister but Such the other woman. Movie. I can't even remember her name who was just uh, that one. I want her to play me. (laughs) I can't even remember her name, but I want her to play me. (laughs) That would be so cool. At the 99ers game? How rad was that when Uza Aduba? Yes. Uza Aduba from Crazy Eyes from Orange is the New Black. She's my favorite. Was wearing your jersey. I know. She was at the game. She was so awesome. She was rocking the skirt. I had this picture 
where she had my jersey on and she was like, you know, showing it. And I'm like, okay. my eyes are, I'm reminding me of you. You know how you're like, hey, <laughs> love it. Love it. High, low cheer. You're high of the day de- uh, of your career. This is something I do around the dinner table with my kids. They're right. high of the we day, low of the day, mm-hmm. cheer. Uh, I've told you about this, but we're going to do this of your career. Okay. Hi. Um, Brazil game, 2004 Olympics. Boom. Specific. I just watched highlights of that recently, by the way. I was out of my mind. Yes. <laughs> what I said, in fact. I was like, oh my God, Brian. <laughs> she made like 700 saves in that game. Low. Um, concussion. Yeah. Cheer. What does that mean? Someone you cheer for or oh. a thing you cheer about. Grateful mm. for. I'm grateful for my concussion because mm. it brought my wife. Mm. Without it, I wouldn't be married right now. Isn't I didn't an amazing know life? that. Yeah. Yep. How? So when I was um, having issue with the insurance company, Krissa owns a PR firm. And Naomi, do you remember Naomi? Mm-hmm. She introduced Krissa and I to each other so that we, she could give me some help with the insurance company through PR. And that's how we met. Look at that. Aw. <laughs> Ryan, thanks for spending the time. Thank you. They're racing us out Loved of here it. for the panel. Love okay, it. Okay, let's go rock this Off panel. Let's do it. Because we look hot. Because we're makeup. hot. <laughs> we're hot. Ah, so good. Bri is so wise. When she talks, every time I'm around her, I'm like, gosh, she's smart. <laughs> That's what I always feel. And the, the fact that, uh, and I've said this to her before, like, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. We say it in the podcast too, but that, that what she was going through, I remember 2011 World Cup and, um, finding out later that, you know, we, and we didn't see her the entire World Cup. We were all working on it on the television side now when, after we'd retired and she was struggling with it all, you know, and as she was talking about, you just go into this hole. And I said, I said to her after like, Oh man, I wish I knew. I'm so sorry. I would have tried to help her. She's like, no, I mean, the fact that she's vocal about this and talking about this is so important. So big slow clap for Bri. Scurry. <laughs> okay. What was your takeaway, Lynn? My one takeaway is I wish we'd had longer to talk with her. As we said, we were up against the clock. She's so insightful, and I enjoy listening to her story and to your point, how she's making an effort to share what she went through in order to help other people is extraordinary. Mm -hmm. Now, one thing before we get to questions permitted, IPZ was once again brought up in this podcast. You and Mia talked about it, and... I finally wanted to get some clarification on it because whenever it comes up, no one's a hundred percent sure what it meant. Ideal performance zone, individual. What did I forget? What Bryce said. What did What did Colleen Hacker said? You went to the source. I went to the source. This is I what Doctor Hacker said. This is from her email. She said, when talking to a group, I use IPZ to refer to an ideal performance zone. Oh yes, I was right. I think I said that. Yes, yes, yes. Which does not mean being in the zone. It means knowing your range zone of physical, psychological, and emotional readiness to perform at your best. I have players compare their best and worst performances, then write down their IPZ, 
corresponding to game day events like waking up, traveling to the location, locker room, warm up, mm-hmm. etc. Then develop a specific routine, not rituals, of actions, thoughts, and feelings consistently and consciously. I love hack. Oh, she totally like breaks it all down. It's so hacker. Flash, so good. That's why I wanted to share it. Does that all sound familiar? Oh yeah, of course. And it's so important when you when you realize like, oh gosh, yeah. I need to respect others. I can't keep telling Bri she's bringing me down <laughs> with her with her focused approach. How dare you be focused, Bri Scurry? Okay, questions permitted. Oh, this first question comes from someone who is very near and dear to both of our hearts. Amy Liss. Oh, right on. Amy got one in. Amy asks, I love this question. Who gave you the confidence to be a leader or did you just come by that naturally? Mm, Amy, always going for the deep ones. You know what? I was really lucky to be surrounded by these amazing leaders that I got to learn from. First, April Heinrichs, who was our first captain, who was the most competitive human I had ever been around. And it was infectious. It was roll your sleeves up. I don't care what it takes. You, you know, if she had a broken leg and a broken arm, I would still pick her first to be on my team out of everyone on that team. Like, I will take you limping along, dragging your broken leg um, because, like, she just was so hard and mentally so solid. Um, And she taught, and really her and Anson Dorrance laid that foundation for the national team. And then I got to watch, you know, the great Carla Overbeck, which I always talk about, who would be a great podcast because she's just so real and so... um, how do I say this? There's not a lot of leaders that can verbally strike the right tone. I think being a verbal leader is the hardest thing. And especially in the middle of a heated game or a pressure situation, it doesn't have to be in sports, right? What is the tone you strike to light that fire under those around you? And at the same time, not not panic, but give them confidence. And Carla was the master at that from the back line. She would just, in the moments of like crisis, she would just be this like rock you would look at and go, all right, we're going to be okay because Carla says so. <laughs> and she's saying it. Or it was like, Howdy, we need you. I mean, I always tell that story, but and I was like, yes, you do. Okay, I'm here for you. I'm ready. I'm going to start working. I haven't heard that story. You haven't? No. I tell that story all the time. It's so good. But that was Carla. So anyways, I was blessed that I got to learn from a lot of amazing Leaders. Were well, you going to tell the story? Oh, no. Just like in the middle of like chaos, she would, she, her tone would be, I need you. And you as a player would be like, yes, okay, I'm here in a game or in whatever. Like she just was the master motivator that way. What else you got, Lynn? I actually have two really good questions from at Carolyn P. Fox. First one, what sports journalist or journalist do you never miss a story from? Oh, that's a good one. Carolyn, thank you. And I saw her tweet today, which was nice that she's listening to the podcast. Uh, Sally Jenkins. I don't miss a story from her. How about you? Christine Brennan. Ah, yes, of course. Yeah. Two giants in our industry. Yes. Pioneers, too. I love this question, too, from Carolyn. 
What music do you jam out to in the car? <laughs> well, lately, I'm going to take my horse. No, I don't want to sing that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The kids. I, I listen to whatever the kids are listening to, sadly. I have lost total control of the radio, <laughs> of my phone, of streaming services. I've lost it all. They have completely taken over. Declan, as DJ, my 10-year-old, will, you know, on average last about 0.5 seconds on each song. I'm like, can we just give it, like, the chorus? That'd be great. Like, can I get through the chorus, please? It's, like, very typical of, like, how their worlds operate. Everything is fast and moving. And so I can only listen to a song for 0.5 seconds before I got to go to the next one. When I've been at your house, I've heard more than once, Alexa, Play Elton John, please. <laughs> yeah, I go back to some good old classics. All right. So that does it for us for, sadly, for our bonus episodes. I'm going to get emotional. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Oh, they're always fun. Feel free to give us more ideas on who you want to hear from. Don't be a stranger. You can always reach out to us on social media. I'm at Julie Foudy on Twitter and Instagram. And, and throw in the hashtag laughter permitted. A big thanks. To Kate Diaz, yes, a Julie Foudy Sports Leadership Academy alum for our awesome theme music. And a final thank you, I know I speak for Lynn with this as well, to our dopest of dope villages. And as always, Lynn, remember, sing it with us, kids. Laughter permitted. I was number five. I could have been a star. I could have been a star.com. <laughs> All right, thanks for taking the time to listen. And to our dope village, one last shout out to Ally, because the fact is only 8% of people trust their banks. And yet most of us never bother looking elsewhere. And as women, money is something we should be thinking about because get this, on average, women working full-time make 80 cents for every dollar her male counterpart makes. And money means having options, options to start a business, to buy a house, save for retirement, create a legacy. The list goes on and on. Ally knows you deserve better and their mission is to be just that. So look them up. Ask your friends, ask your teammates, ask a stranger, check out the online reviews, or call them yourself, right? When you call Ally, you actually get to talk to a real person. Who does that nowadays and 24-7, even on weekends and holidays? You don't have to keep screaming into the phone. Representative! For more information, visit ally.com, A-L-L-Y.com. Ally Bank, member FDIC.